without you. So you're just the best. Thank you. So in today's episode, we are going to take a bit of a deep dive into anxiety and more specifically, anxiety with exercise and the gym and everything in between. Now, if you've heard this, then you can probably relate to it because I genuinely think that to a degree, no matter where you are on your exercise, health and fitness journey, you will have suffered some sort of anxiety, some sort of worry, some sort of feeling of unease, and that is perfectly normal. And the reason I want to touch on this today is because it's quite a relevant topic at this moment in time, and I think it has been, especially as the new year is upon us, people in January will go on a new exercise endeavour, you know, whether they're going to sign up to a, a run later on in the year, whether they're just wanting to get a little bit fitter and they're doing this whole new year, new me thing. However it looks, they're going to do something new and they're going to try something a little bit different. Now, if that's not you and you've been doing this for years, then think back to when you have done this. And if it's not in the new year, then on day one, you will have probably felt a very similar thing and feeling. So I think it's really important that we cover all bases today. And in today's episode, just focus on actually what anxiety is. Why do people potentially have it? I've actually got some quite relevant um, shares from my own clients who have been, you know, who have been more than happy to say, yeah, use this in your podcast. Hopefully people can take something away from it. And then most importantly, how do we actually swerve it? How do we combat it? What are our ways around it? Because it can be such a big hurdle and I may tell you, it doesn't need to be. So like any good story, I'm going to start at the beginning and I'm actually going to tell you about my own gym journey and when it all started and how this all came about and things like that, but actually where the anxiety has been and where it still is, because I think it's really important to know that it's always going to still be there, no matter what level you are at, whether you are absolutely advanced or whether you are a complete novice, I always think, unless you are absolute bulletproof and and got the emotional capacity of a teaspoon, then I think your anxiety will always be there to a degree, whether you like it or not. Um, but like I say, that is a-okay. That's absolutely fine. So with regards to myself, I started going to the gym, I think I was about, might have been 16, maybe 15. I started going with my friend and his brother took us and we just went to the local gym and we literally just followed in his footsteps, you know, this is what this machine does, this is what this one does. And it was great and, and we didn't really know what it was doing, it was just doing what was being told almost, as you do when you're sort of like a, that naive teenager. And that's absolutely fine, it looked good and it was something I enjoyed, to be fair, you know, I've always been sporty, I always played football and I could see how the two went hand in hand. Um, so I could feel myself getting potentially a little bit fitter. Don't get me wrong, this was one Saturday afternoon and then we might have gone you know, twice a week, so it wasn't really a religious gym structure, but we did go and we got there. Um, and with that, we sort of ended up in the, the spa afterwards and we sort of went in the sauna. And as our gym journey through our late teens went on, um, I'm, you know, like I say, 16, 17, we sort of ended up in the gym and then the sauna and then we just went for the sauna and we, and we sort of just almost took the leisurely side of things and we, and we justified quite a half-assed gym session just by sitting in, in the pool and just having a chat, which was a nice social time. It was when I think back and, and I'm grateful for it, you know, I'm paying my membership, I'm going to use all the facilities, of course, but with regards to the gym, I didn't go. Now, I'm not sure why. I couldn't tell you why we sort of weaned ourselves off it, um, but I always did have an interest. But there was an initial blip where I went to the gym and then just stopped going, like I said, just, just ended up driving to the gym just to use the facilities and, and to go in the pool, etc. Which which was fine, but it wasn't really a workout. Now, I think back to that time, and that was my very first memory experience of the gym. And although I've always had a degree of confidence there were some massive blokes in that gym. And I think back and think, my God, like, there I am trying to lift like a little bar and I just couldn't do it. And I think, you know what? They must have been looking at me and thinking, ah, look at this guy. But there's one memory I've got where I was doing a bench press and uh, my friend was spotting me and the bar just wouldn't go up and he had to help me. And it was just the bar. It was just, you know, a, a 15, 20 kilogram bar, whatever they had on. And I literally remember some guys saying, oh, I remember when that was me. But they said it in quite a positive way. And I think that could have been sort of construed in a couple of ways, really. Now, when they said that, they could have been like, ha, yeah, look at this guy, absolute amateur. 
But it actually came across as, look, I've been there, I've done it. You will get there. Like, one day you'll be able to lift that bar properly and then you'll be able to put some weights on it. And I think that's where your perception of other people in the gym comes into it. And I think, like I say, you look at all these big blokes and you think, oh my God, like I'm way out of place. Or, or whatever it is, this is obviously just my example. But you will get there and nine times out of ten, people are only there to help and support. Um, which I think is really important because, you know, a gym is a place for you to grow and to go to and feel comfortable. And if you don't, if you're being made to feel uncomfortable, then it's their problem. It's, it's not yours, it's their problem. There's nothing wrong with you at all. You know, you're paying your membership, you go, you enjoy it. But the point I'm really trying to make is that no one else cares. And that's something I quickly realised on the back of that. So, like I say, I went to the gym when I was 15, 16. I was there for a good sort of, let's say, 18 months. And then my friends sort of stopped going. But I ended up actually getting a job in my local sports centre, which I worked at for a, for a good few years. And, and with that, there was a much smaller gym. And that helped me massively because... I was there most days because the sports centre was um, affiliated with my sixth form. So we'd go to the gym after sixth form. And again, like, yes, there was people much bigger and better than me, but it was quite small. And I actually knew a lot of the people. And then going there and working there only helped me because I felt more comfortable with the machines. It was on a much smaller scale. I didn't really have to worry. And then obviously, the more I was there, the more I sort of learned and this went on for a good few years until I comfortably built up confidence in the gym. But that was just me sort of chipping away at it and just showing up every day. And amongst that, there were some bad experiences. You know, I remember dropping the weights. I remember doing these things, feeling like a div. But people would literally come over and be like, oh, actually, try it this way. And it was quite a friendly setup. Like I say, I was in a position where I knew the majority of people there because there was other six formers. There was people I worked with. You know, there was people just sort of in my bubble so I was in a fortunate position in that sense but I would say that going to the smaller gym from the bigger one albeit we didn't have a sauna um, helped me massively it really really did and I've got to watch how I say this but I also looked around and because you could sort of see everyone in the smaller gym I could see when other people were clearly getting something wrong and to a degree that sort of filled me with confidence not because I'm thinking ha ah, you've got it wrong but I'm almost thinking well we're only human we all get things wrong. I've seen people fall off the treadmill. I've seen people drop heavy weights. I've seen people trip over. These things happen. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, you're not the only one. You know, it's completely natural. It's completely normal for these things, these occurrences to happen. And that was another thing that really did fill me with confidence. So like I say, I sort of kept this job on then um, at the gym when I went to university. But amongst that then, my confidence only grew in the gym. And I accepted, like I said, that I got things wrong and I went to university and I went to the gym there. When I was home, I then went to the sports centre gym. I then went to other local gyms and it was just quite a good feeling then. My confidence had grown and there was no real anxiety at this time. And then when it came to trying something new, I was almost oblivious to the fact that it was something new and I accepted that I'm just there to do it. I'm just there to give it a go and whatever happens, happens. And, and I almost embraced failure. And this went on for a few years and I absolutely loved it because I really grew in the gym. You know, I really pushed myself. <clears throat> but again, the gyms I was going to were quite small. And that's the first thing I would say that having a small gym worked well for me. Now I'll touch on this later, but this won't work for everybody and, and you'll see why. But having a smaller gym for me just made me feel at ease I sort of, I knew where the exits were, worst case scenario. You know, it wasn't too overwhelming. There weren't a load of big machines flying about. It was just nice. It was just what I wanted, really. But that, that's me. That's what I needed. But it got to the point where I could comfortably do, I'd probably say, unorthodox exercises. Like, if anyone knows me, they know I like pull-ups. But, you know, I'd be swinging about on this bar and, you know, causing quite the scene. But I didn't really care. And, and you know, I almost... Thinking back in a, in a really strange way in these small gyms, almost liked going from zero to hero and, and almost people thinking, oh yeah, look at this guy. And I would say I almost went from this potential anxious teenager who ended up using the sauna, etc., to someone who had quite an ego really in the gym. And, and that's something that I've quickly learned to crush because your ego is not your amigo. Let me tell you, it doesn't help at all and it will quickly deflate. Now, thinking back, yeah, I could swing about on this bar and do all these pull-ups, but 
my form was probably atrocious, you know, on, on most exercises. There was no real structure. But, you know, the the logistics of the gym aside, I didn't feel anxious anymore, which is the point I'm trying to make. It was it was quite a good feeling. I felt good in the gym. So this went on for a good few years. And then, obviously, I qualified as a PT. Um, and that only helped with my confidence. So anxiety for me had quickly diminished, but not for long. And the reason being, so, like I say, I went from teenager to having that anxiety in the gym with full of people, full of these big blokes, throwing the weights around, as you can imagine, to then going to a smaller gym and sticking at smaller gyms and building my confidence with people that I knew. So like I say, friends at university, friends at sixth form, people I worked with, all these things. And this went on for a good four or five years. But here I am making this podcast as a PT in a private gym and I feel at home. Like I say, this is my domain. I absolutely love it. But there has been times when I've gone back to a mainstream gym recently, and we are talking in the last few months, and it's filled me with anxiety. And I've almost gone on this almost big dipper ride, really, of no anxiety to, yeah, I get why. And I think it comes from overwhelm. I think, like I say, I'm in a converted double garage. We've got all the equipment we need. We're doing well, but it's just me. I can do what I want in here. No one cares. But as soon as you go back into a big gym, hang on a minute. All eyes on you. And I think from my point of view, my anxiety kicks back in because I almost feel the pressure then. I almost think, well, now you're a PT. You better not get things wrong. And there's one memory that I've shared with clients and it's on my Instagram story that I went into the the gym with my stepdad and he's much stronger than me, far stronger than me. And we'd done our session and and we just went just to change it up really. You know, you can get bored of the same environment. And at the very end of the session, he says, you know, why don't you try to lift these weights? We're doing a bench press. Now, you know, he put on the bench what my one rep max is. And it, this was at the very end of a, a session. I thought, there's not a chance. But I just thought, oh, we'll keep him happy. We'll try it. So there I was. I had my high-performance coach hoodie on. I had my Liam Swales personal training shorts on. You know, I was all kitted out. I thought, you better be able to lift this now because you're in front of everyone. There's, you know, a good 20 people around you and you've put all this weight on this bar. You better lift it. Got on the bar, laid down. Down it went <laughs> and it never came back up. It never came back up. It didn't go. But the worst part was that we didn't put the clips on. Being so naive, no clips on the bench, so on the bar. So <laughs> then when I couldn't carry it up, uh, my stepdad couldn't actually help me lift it up then. We, I almost just end up tipping the bar, not on purpose, I just completely forgot the clips were on, plates flew off both sides, I made an absolute racket, and, and where the bench is positioned, it's right in the middle of everyone, and it was the last thing I did, and I just felt like my ego had absolutely deflated, and I'm not saying I went in with an ego, because like I say, that, that quickly vanished when I sort of became a PT and became, dare I say, a little bit more empathetic, but... It was just one of those things I thought, that has really humbled you there. Like, what are you doing? And all of a sudden, this potential anxiety, these nerves, this worry about you've made yourself look like a div came back. And I was just like, oh, I cannot believe you've done this. And it sort of affected me for a good week. Um, But I have been back to the gym since. And like I say, I feel much more confident. But the point I'm trying to make is that now every time I've been back into that gym, because I've taken clients there to the same one, I sort of learn from my mistakes, but I still feel a bit uneasy. I still feel a bit, oh, I remember when you did this, don't mess this up. So my anxiety is still there. And, and I really want you to take something from that because I don't want people to think this guy runs the Confidence Project, he's a personal trainer, he's been going to the gym for 10 plus years. There are times when I still shit myself in the gym where I think I can't lift this weight, where I sometimes think I'm using a bit of equipment wrong, whether my form's wrong, where they're all just general doubts come into your head. But it's normal, and that's something that I've actually learned, you know. You are only human, and that's the point I really want you to take from this. Your emotions that you are filled with, they're normal. You're allowed to have worry, you're allowed to try these things, but what you're not allowed to do is shy away from it. Run to it, not from it. You know, embrace this anxiety, these worries, because... That is where you grow, and I'll promise you, you know, from personal experience, that is where you grow. So, albeit I still have these anxieties, these worries, I'll still try it. I'll never be afraid to try 
something that's health and fitness related, you know, whether it's a, trying a new distance on a run, whether it's trying a new exercise, a new weight, because I know that it's not a win or lose, it's more of a win or learn. So I'll learn from it. So actually next time I go into that gym and I do a bench press at the end of the session, you better put clips on it because that's just a bit daft. I actually know that, you know, you don't let your ego get in the way from past experience because these things happen and the chances are you might be doing something wrong. But like I say, get in touch with your emotions like, and look after yourself and like back yourself to get through it. That is my very best advice to you. So there is my gym journey. Um, as it stands, I'm currently training for a marathon, which again, fills me with a little bit of anxiety. Last year, I did the Great North Run for the first time, loved it, but I've never run further than a half marathon. Um, over the next few weeks, my distance will increase. Um, but, you know, I've been sort of doing, you know, 10 milers and thinking, ah, well, you're only you're only halfway-ish, like you've still got a long way to go. So again, that fills me with a bit of anxiety. But like I said, I want you to know that it's perfectly normal. It is perfectly normal to have anxiety, to have worry, to feel uneasy, to have nerves, to generally just be anxious. That's the word I'm looking for. It's absolutely fine. So that's what I want you to take from that segment, really. Um, it's okay to not be okay, but we learn from it. Now, I know for a fact it's not just me that has these feelings of anxiety. Like I said, I know so many people that have these experiences, but we want to delve into this now because I've kindly asked clients to share why they are potentially anxious with the gym um, and sort of where their headspace is at with it. And some of it contradicts what I've just said and some of it completely is in alignment with it. But the first one that really sticks out to me is I mentioned that I really liked a small gym and that's where I sort of thrived and grew. Um, but I have a client who has never been to the gym before. So I suggested, well, why don't we go to a smaller gym, see how you feel. And we went twice and we went firstly together um, and we sort of trained together. And I said, look, you know, this is how this works, this works, this is what I'd do, da, 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 and so on and so forth. And she liked it and it was great. So she then had the confidence to go by herself. But when she went by herself, she was in a small environment. She felt like all eyes were on her and she almost described herself as being a rabbit in the headlights, which I completely get because there's no hiding. Like I say, I liked that feeling of security and knew the people in this small gym because I was there quite frequently. But for a newcomer, it still fills you with anxiety. It can still come with nerves. And when there's someone like myself that's not there who can sort of show this person the ropes, it can be a little bit more daunting. And the example she gave was she was using a machine and she knew it wasn't quite right. There was something off. And someone came over and said, actually, this is how you do it. Now, that's absolutely fine, but that still made her feel uncomfortable and almost a little bit embarrassed, which is absolutely normal. So she just left the gym. She was like, oh, she can't go back. And I think the point I really want you to take from this is that you've got to find what works best for you. So for me, the small gym worked. For her, didn't work because when you feel uneasy, there's almost no hiding place. What we have now done is taken her to a bigger gym and she loved it because there's almost this feeling of being a bit of a chameleon, which I think is perfectly fine and normal. You can go in the gym and use it how you see fit. You don't have to be Billy Big Bollocks like me swinging about on the pull-up bar. You can just go on a machine that's tucked away in the corner and not feel like all eyes are on you. So I absolutely get that a smaller environment and a bigger environment has its pros and cons. So my best advice to you as the listener is, if you are feeling anxious about the gym or exercise, figure out your environment, see actually what works best for you. Do you prefer to be in that small, safe space? Or do you prefer to be in a much bigger space where you can feel a little bit more comfortable knowing the fact that you don't know a lot of people and they don't know you? So that's just a little bit of food for thought for you on that one. And then what I'd say on the back of that is if your environment isn't in the gym, then it doesn't need to be because you might feel, dare I say, a little bit obliged to be in the gym, you know, if you're doing this big health kick. And I would strongly advise it, you know, if, if you can get yourself in the gym, amazing. But if you're in a position where you don't feel like you can be for whatever reason, that's absolutely fine. But you can work out at home in the comfort of your own home. You could go for runs. You could swim. You could do classes. 
You can do Joe Wicks. You can do whatever you want because you've got to look at exercise as a bit of a blanket statement. And for me, this will be anything that gets your heart rate up. So if you are thinking, oh my God, I've got to get to the gym in order to exercise. Well, it will help. It's a great facilitator for it. But actually, can you get out for a walk? Can you just put a little podcast in? Hint, hint. Can you go swimming? What do you actually enjoy doing? Do you actually go in to enjoy playing a game of football? Whatever it's going to be, it doesn't really matter. But if it gets your heart rate up and you enjoy it, then that's a phenomenal start and that's something you can be so proud of. From there, you might actually want to wean yourself into the gym. But equally, if you don't, don't worry about it. So the big takeaway there is your environment dictates how you feel. And like we say, anxiety is that feeling. So if we can quash it and put you in a position where you feel good, then that will be absolutely phenomenal. And that's all very much related to the gym. And like I say, you're in or out of it, whatever suits you. But I'm going to use another client example here. Now, she's never been bothered about the gym in terms of no real fear. Admittedly, she says she might be a little bit nervous going into the big scary man zone, which is fine. Like I said, I've been there. I get it when these blokes are throwing the weights around. You sort of shit yourself a bit and you think, don't fancy that one. And I get it. But her thing was actually exercising outside. And in this case, it was running. So it was funny. She, she came to me and said, you'll never get me running. I'm not a runner. And then we discussed, well, let's see if we can get a 5K done by the end of the year. By the end of the year, she's knocking 10Ks out for fun by herself. Now, I think this is a really important topic because her thing was that people are watching her and people are driving past in the cars and thinking about, oh, look at her, she, she's clearly not a runner, or she's not doing it right, or she doesn't look very fit, or whatever um, sort of roller coaster of emotions that she will go through and went through, we had to learn how to almost care less. And I think that's very easy said as opposed to being done, but it's something you will learn to do. And dare I say, it's done just by doing it. And I'll sound like a broken record here, but in order to get better at something and to gain more confidence, and with that, your anxiety will go away, is just to do it more. So for her to run outside, what we did is we went together, took her on the main road at a busy hour, and then we actually realised 100 metres down the road, as we were talking away, I'm like, oh, how do you feel? Oh, I didn't, didn't really register the cars, it didn't really occur to me. And the thing is, like, I don't know about you guys, but if I'm driving in the car and I see a runner, doesn't matter if they look like they're absolutely blowing, they're flying, whatever sort of level they are at, I just think fair play. Like, you're not sat at home, you're, you're getting after your goals and it's quite clear. And I think that's only more relevant in today's case, especially with sort of um, much more awareness around mental health and, and sort of being positive. I think people do have that positive outlook and that much more empathetic outlook and, and there's a real sort of synergy between people and their perception of now other people exercising. So I genuinely think if you are worried about running outside or exercising outside, then don't be because people are only backing you. And again, the same applies in the gym. The vast majority of people will be there supporting you. They'll care for you. They'll look after you. You're always going to get one or two idiots that are going to frown upon you when you're running. They might beat their own, but you just move on. Like there's all, Unfortunately, there's always going to be idiots in the world, isn't there? And you've just got to learn to care less about them. But again, that will come with practice. So if you do feel um, anxious about running outside and it fills, fills you with that unease and that worry, then just do it more. You can go out with a friend, which is obviously what we did. I, t I took her out and we went and it was fine. We, we can go in a group where you feel much more supported. We actually then did um, what we call the 5.30am club. Uh, it was 6am, but you know we, we had to make it even earlier, which is a little bit crazy. And we went out at runs and you know there was a group of about six, seven or eight of us that went out. And, and like I said, we covered you know anywhere between three and seven K. And we realized that yes, there's strength in numbers, but actually there's there's nothing to worry about. There is nothing to worry about when we are outside exercising and we're just having a good chat and it's just a bunch of friends. It's like the equivalent of a bunch of friends going out for a walk, really. And then that group of six has gone and gone to a group of three, then to a pair. And then actually now she has built the confidence just to go and do these runs by herself, which I think is absolutely incredible. But it all starts with you. And, and they always say when it comes to running and this, again, I, I will say running, but I genuinely mean sort of this, let's call it outdoor exercise. The hardest thing you can do is put your shoes on and get outside. Because once you're out, you're out. And from there, all you've got to do is do it. 
all you've got to do is go a bit, a bit faster than a walk. And if you really don't want to, just walk. Like I say, look at exercise as that blanket statement. Just get your heart rate up. Walk up that hill. We're not trying to turn people into runners, but obviously if people want to go running, then great. If they enjoy it, then do it. But in order to do it, you've just got to do it. You've just got to run. Um, but again, like take your mind elsewhere. You could look at putting that podcast in. You could look at um, doing things, you know, focusing on your time or your distance and just taking your mind elsewhere. And I think when you're left to your own devices, when it comes to running, I think that's absolutely fine. Um, but it may cause you to overthink about things. Initially, this is. Um, but again, as you go, you will quickly learn that nobody really cares and that people are only rooting for you. So I think that were a really important thing that actually, sometimes it's not just all about the gym. Sometimes it's actually exercising outside and the gym can be quite a safe environment for some, whereas for, for others, it's this perception of what do other people think when I'm outside. And again, it all overlaps, but it's just one to consider. And I think it's really important I share both of those stories with you because you'll be able to resonate with one or the other, or both, or neither, of course. But ultimately, it all comes down to this perception of what you think other people are thinking about you. And I can categorically categorically tell you, easy for me to say, that nobody cares. People are only supporting you. And that's something you've really got to learn and harness, and you've got to sort of channel your emotions. But people are only there supporting you, and I think that's really important that you remember that. And if you do need further clarity, a reminder that people are only there for you, then you build that network of people. Do what we did. You know, we've got an amazing culture and community where people only big each other up. And remember, iron will only sharpen iron. So if someone is worried, then we'll be there for them and we'll show them the way and things like that. So like I say, create that WhatsApp group with a bunch of like-minded people. Create that culture, that network. Go to the gym with a friend. Push each other, back each other. Focus on the bright spots and not the what-ifs and maybes almost and this sort of all-things anxiety. Think of the excitement, the opportunity. You're at a gym. You're there running. You're growing. You're making friends. Like All these possibilities are yours. So you just remember that the people in your life and the environment that you work in will have a huge influence on the things that you do and how you feel and how you grow and progress. So to reiterate the point that I've just made about this idea of your network can be so important and your environment can really dictate who you become and how you grow, is actually I asked a client um, about her experience with anxiety in the gym and where her head's at with it and she said, to be honest with you, I don't really get anxiety going to the gym. Um, I more lack potentially a little bit of focus and concentration. And as a result, I'll stick to what I know, i.e. the machines as opposed to the free weight section, which again, it's very stereotypical. And like I called it when I was you know, 10 years ago, that sort of big scary weight section with all the blokes throwing the weights around. Like I get it. I think it's much less the case nowadays, but it's still there. It's still relevant, of course. But what this client actually did, I thought this was so powerful and I was so proud of her, is that she actually just went into the gym, used a machine that she didn't really know how to use, but rather than sort of worry about it or think, I can't do it, she asked for help. And I would say that's my best advice to you. If you do feel anxious in the gym or you are unsure how to do something or whether you're doing something right, Put your hand up and ask for help. And again, it's quite a brave thing to do and it will come with practice. But luckily for her, there was almost like a mutual friend there um, who was working out and she said, um, can you show me how to use this? And he did. And as a result, now she's got the confidence to not only go for the gym, not only go to the gym, but to use machines that she didn't know how to use, then to ask somebody how to use them. Now she's come away, gained a new skill, learned a new exercise, how to execute it properly and feels pretty good in herself. Yes, for doing the exercise, but actually, you know, showing a little bit of balls and being like, you know what, rather than run away from this, I'm going to run to it. I'm going to ask someone for help and feel pretty good in myself for doing so. So I was so proud of her for that. And I think that's so important. And she then came back and said, it made me realize that the majority are so approachable. I thought, well, yeah, of course they are. Again, we are only human. They are only human. You've got emotions and they've got emotions and we have all been there. Whether you are on day one, whether you have been on the, at the gym for years, wherever you are on this scale, we are only human. And it's so important that we have the ability to converse 
and express our emotions and if we are unsure if we are worried if we are feeling uneasy if we are feeling anxious with whether that's related to exercise or not you ask for help i always say to people look you know we can only grow together through being transparent so i might have said this in a previous episode but i have a, a plyo box here that has, seen, has taken some shins out by the way but when people come in the gym, they will sometimes sit on it and we'll have a, just a quite a deep conversation about life and how everything's going. And I think it's so important that people feel comfortable enough to do just that. Like, how are you? Like, where's your head at? So if you are in the gym and you're thinking um, that you're a little bit worried about doing something or you're not doing it right or you're scared you can't lift the weight or whatever sort of thought process you're going through, then just ask for help. That is my big advice to you there. Ask for help because it's then going to give you the confidence to ask for help further um, and it's only going to allow you to then lift heavier, do more, do it with more confidence, execute um, the exercise itself so much better but ultimately grow as a person. So take it on board. That's my little challenge to you if you can. If you are in the gym and you're unsure, just ask someone who works there or someone who's just there plodding along by himself. Like, they'll help and you'll figure it out together. If not, like you'll get there promise you so have the belief have the backing in yourself just to have these conversations and be a human be a normal human being just speak to someone don't worry about whatever's going to come of it because we've all got emotions we've all got this want to be somewhere that you know better than we are currently at you know we're all in the gym for a reason so therefore we're only going to help each other along the way hopefully you are taking something away from my client shares And like I said, I think it's really important that I share these because myself, my clients and everyone else will always have and has had these feelings to a degree. But this next one, I'd actually just like to quote it. And she almost answers her own question and sort of feelings as she goes. But there's one bit I'd like to elaborate on. So again, when asked, where's your anxiety at with the gym? Do you have any with exercise, etc.? She said... I am still really nervous about the gyms. They make me anxious and I feel like I don't quite fit in, mainly because I've never really known what I was doing up to press. It all seems incredibly daunting. Not being sure what to do, comparing myself to other people in the gym, feeling like people are judging me and feeling like I don't belong. It all makes me very uncertain and then the fear escalates I start to, and I start to just believe everybody's looking at me. Of course, I know everyone has to start somewhere, but that's just my feeling. So I'm breaking myself in gently this week. I'm heading to the small gym. I'm going to try that out and see how I feel and just see if I can get through the door and crack on. I know it's me as I can worry about everything, but it's reassuring that everyone is in a similar position. And that was, of course, on the back of me asking our group who kindly gave us some shares. So again, this is somebody who has that feeling of, anxiety them nerves because it's all alien I guess is the best way of describing that to her but she hit the nail on the head when she said that her fear escalates now like we've said previously fear is false evidence appearing real we are worrying about things that haven't happened we are overthinking we are creating scenarios in our heads that the chances are never going to really happen And again, worst case scenario, we'll learn from them, of course. But this uncertainty, it all comes and the solution to the problem is actually getting your foot through that door and just doing it because once you see what it's all about, you will quickly realise that what was there to worry about? There was absolutely nothing. So I think it was really important that she was so transparent with the group and that she's helped herself, myself and others out knowing where her head's at. But again, she said it herself. You have to start somewhere. You know, you've got to almost break your way into the gym. So again, stepping stones, a little bit like I did, going to that small gym, seeing what it's like, going at a quiet time, then building up. Then as you learn um, through the process, you become more confident with exercises. You'll then start to take more of an interest in the changes you see and things like this. But it all starts from actually just making that first step. So if you are somebody who is worrying about something that hasn't happened yet, then rather than create this sort of make-believe scenario in your head, go see it for yourself. Do not allow this situation to escalate and exacerbate the whole thing, when in reality, it's just you. It's just you and, you know, go on, go on that treadmill, walk for it five minutes, 
get your composure, see how it feels, but it's going to come down to you and your perception of others in the gym. But again, like we've said, nobody's really watching you. Nobody cares to a degree what you are up to. They just want to focus on themselves. But if you needed that help, then someone's there for you. But again, it's all alien. And this feeling of uncertainty comes from having not done it. So once you do it, then all of a sudden it gets a little bit easier every time. And you know, they say it takes three weeks to build a habit. So realistically, can you commit to giving it a good 21 days of just going to the gym consistently, looking after yourself on that basis? And then, okay, if that gym isn't for you, then you move elsewhere because you find that environment. But you actually see this whole thing as the gym. You've created it something um, to be something that it's not. So you've got to just back yourself and go see it for yourself and then you make your own perception of it rather than building it up in your head. And again, if you are unsure about doing that, then you go with a friend, you go with somebody who will look after you and all these things. But I think, again, that was a really transparent share from a client. I can't thank all these clients enough um, for giving us these shares because hopefully you guys can really take something from it. And if you can, I would absolutely love to know. The next one I want to share with you guys is from a client who has kindly shared with us where her head's currently at, but I actually want to sort of paint you this picture that she came to see me, and bear in mind I'm in a private gym, she came with a friend who went on to leave, but she carried on, but again, like I'm in this private gym and there's no one here, it's a safe environment, it is just us working out, and she has gone from that to building up to now going to a mainstream gym elsewhere um, that's not even local to here, in all fairness to her. So she's actually gone through the ranks, so to speak, and gone from, like I say, a private gym under um, PT instruction to just going solo. But her anxiety now comes from, dare I say, the little intricate things. Um, So first one that she says is, is my form right? And my answer to that is, you are always going to have doubts regarding your form as you go, especially if it's a new exercise. But my best advice to you, and this is something I did, is just to YouTube it. Just YouTube it. And one thing that you see a lot of people doing is actually going through the motions in the gym without going through the motions. So if I'm doing, let's say, a bicep curl, I've got to really think about the contraction in my bicep. Can I feel it squeezing? Can I feel the extension? Is my elbow fixed to my side? Am I straight? Am I swinging? These little things, but actually, can I feel the muscle that I'm trying to work? So the first thing I say to that is your mind-to-muscle connection. If you are doing a bicep curl, can you feel your biceps? If you're doing a chest press, can you feel your chest? All these little things. And if you can't, then you know you might need to tweak something. Again, that's why you might go see a trainer or do these things. But YouTubing it also helps massively. The flip side of that is that record yourself. And actually, yes, this might be a little bit... um, Again, I'd say daunting a little bit because not only are you now in the gym, but you've actually got to set up your phone and record yourself. But honestly, if you look around, the amount of people that record themselves in the gym, it's ridiculous. Um, I've even seen people with tripods in there and, and, and properly, they're making a movie of it, clearly. I don't know what's going on, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'll just prop my phone up on my water bottle and obviously for the role I'm in, I can share it to my Instagram story and be like, oh, you know, push day today or whatever I'm doing. But for this client then, what she can do, and she's done this before, is then sit on this machine, do it, and literally send this video to me and say, is this right? And I can say, actually, yeah, this is great, or can you try to do this? And the more that this happens, the more confidence you will have, not only with doing the exercise itself, but actually in the gym, because you've almost gone one step further. Not only are you in the gym, but you're in the gym like recording yourself. Like To me, that shows that you don't really care about you know, anyone else, your focus is only on you and trying to grow yourself. So I don't see anything wrong with recording yourself. I would always encourage it, especially with regards to double checking your form. Um, Because especially if mirrors aren't accessible either, you know, sometimes you'll be in a gym where you're not in a position where you can look at yourself in the mirror and things. And that's fine. I would say there's nothing wrong with recording yourself and sort of seeing actually how it's looking and how it's feeling and all these sorts of things. The chances are you're doing it right. But if you just want that Um, clarification that you've got it and that confidence that yeah you know what I'm doing the right thing then record yourself 100% I think that's a really important and powerful thing to do in the gym and she has also said that in the past she's felt like people have looked at her and things like that Um, 
But again, we have touched on that, and that's just a case of they're not. They are really not. And sometimes, you know what, if they are, they might be looking at you in admiration. Because again, like I say, if I was driving in that car and I saw someone running past, I'd think, you know what, fair play. And sometimes if I'm in between sets at the gym, I will look around and someone will be really, you know, busting a gut and I'll think, you know what, fair play. Fair play. That's not an easy thing to do. It doesn't matter if you are bench pressing 10 kilograms or 100 kilograms. I'm going to take my hat off to you and think, you know what, fair play. Like, you're absolutely smashing it. Go on, go on. Like, and when you can achieve failure in the gym and do it like that and really take your body to a place it's never been, it's going to be incredible. And you don't need the gratification from anyone else. You just need it for yourself. So almost like I say, don't really care what anyone else thinks. But like I say, if they are watching you, then they are, they are looking at you in admiration. They're giving you that, that clap, that round of applause that you deserve. So honestly, use it as a powerful tool to fuel you and to go further. Like I say, they are your cheerleaders. They're there looking at you. They're backing you. They're wanting you to do it. So put on a show. Give it a good go, honestly. The other one that she's mentioned is... Um, and again, this is a little bit niche for some people. What if I'm doing something and I drop it and it's not set up right and I've got it wrong and it just goes a little bit wrong? And again, like this comes down to the fact that you will win or you will learn. So again, when I went to that gym with my stepdad and he put on all those weights and I knew I couldn't do it, but my ego got in the way. I thought, well, I'll give it a go. And all of a sudden I was trapped under this heavy bar and then I had to make a scene to get this bar off my chest. I just felt like a right div. But again, that was very short term. And actually, I look back at it and think, right, well, you know to put clips on and you know to get a better spotter and you know to actually just say no and do these things from my end. But again, like double check how you're feeling, what's happening. But very worst case scenario, if this does happen to you, then again, someone will be there to support you. You can get a spotter, of course, if you're unsure. And again, that comes from you asking somebody in the gym. Um, but ultimately, like you'll learn from it. You will. So don't have that fear because, again, you are worrying about something that hasn't hap- actually happened yet. And if it does, then good because you'll learn from it. Now, if you are really, really unsure about this and you're thinking, well, I don't want to take any chances, then just go light. Go lighter and see how it feels. And something I would always encourage you to, to do with any exercise and any gym session is look at what you'd call your perceived rate of exertion. So how difficult are you finding something? So let's say a really heavy weight is a 10 out of 10. Then maybe start at like a 4 out of 10 and just get a feel for it. And then build yourself up through the scale of like a 6, 7. And then you'll sort of know like your threshold. So I would say if you're sort of on that borderline of what if I drop a weight because it's too heavy then don't put yourself in a position where it is too heavy. Just look after yourself and work your way through that scale, that sort of PRE scale of how hard are you actually finding it. Find the balance and push through. But yeah, again, there were some really transparent shares there, but I think it was really important that she shared this with us. But actually then we reflected on how much she's grown. And I would say the same to you, like if you are still having these anxious feelings, then look at how far you've potentially come. And if you haven't, if you are sort of like, say, this day one, this completely new to you, then think how far you can go. And then you get to look back in a year's time like, ah, oh, do you remember when I couldn't do the leg press machine? And now I'm just asking people for help and I'm just smashing it. And, and you know, I'm actually just worried about dropping a weight that's too heavy. Like, I wouldn't have even dreamed to pick up that weight. Like, give yourself some credit where it's due is what I'm really saying. So, again, like, as you go, you're always going to have these anxious, intricate feelings but you'll grow through it just like you've grown in the past. And my last client share for you really sums up everything we've touched on, every feeling that we've gone through. Um, And I won't read it all out, but just to summarise it, it's this idea of feeling very nervous at the gym and actually just the thought of going to the gym. And that's something that then is holding her back at times because she can feel insecure when she is in the gym. You know, she's anxious about, like I said, using the equipment. Is she doing it right? What if people are looking at her? And again, there's a common theme, which is why I want to save this one to last, because she's said nothing new. She's said everything that everyone else is feeling. I think that's really important because she can then know that she's in the same position as everyone else and everyone goes through these feelings. So we've got to accept and learn that we're all in this same boat together and we are all growing through it together. And it is completely normal to have all these feelings. And she's then also said that when... I'm, you know, so when the PT is not with her, that can then be exacerbated further because it's a case of I don't have that guidance, I don't have that template, what do I do? 
But ultimately, again, we are there to learn. We're there to grow. Um, but she then touched on this feeling of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy comes into it, which I absolutely love that share because, again, we've all been there. Like that feeling of deserving to be in a gym. If you see someone that's doing something that's, let's say, very heavy or looks quite impressive or they actually look a certain way that you potentially to aspire to be or you're not quite feeling how you want to feel, then this feeling of I'm not good enough to be here or I don't know what to do can really come to light and then really hold you back in turn. So I think the most important thing for this to touch on, and this is only part one of her share, by the way, I'm going to go on to part two next, but everything that she's just said, like I say, it sort of captures everything everyone else has said. So I would take the confidence in knowing that so many people are in the same boat, the same position, and yes, it's super difficult, it is But again, the hardest thing you can do is go into the gym. So when you're in there, you know you're going to feel amazing. And this is something, a nice frame that I would look at it as, is seeing the gym as an opportunity. You've got to see this gym as an opportunity for you to grow. You know that on the other side of those doors is the best you. 100%. And it doesn't matter what you necessarily do in that gym, it's just a case of getting in it. So like I said, you get in that gym and you just get on treadmill for 10 minutes because you've done it, you've almost leaped that big hurdle. Because once you're in there and you're in that environment, you're only going to feel better, you're only going to feel more at ease the longer you stay in there, the longer you look around and realise actually no one's really looking at me, they're just doing their own thing. And then from there, you build, you stick to what you know. So okay, you've gone these, what we'd call maybe a foolproof machine, so you'd go on like a shoulder press that you can only push it up on, you know, you then people watch, you look at what someone else is doing, right, I'll try that, I know I can do that, I know I can squat, so I'm going to take a weight and I'm going to do a goblet squat and things like this and actually you will soon realise that it's not the gym itself and it's your perception of the gym, it's your idea, this scenario that you've created in your head that I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I can't do it, I'm not doing it right, all these feelings, but actually, there is no right or wrong, like, there really isn't, in the grand scheme of things, you're in there to get your heart rate up and look after yourself, and I think that's the big takeaway I want her and everyone listening to this to take from it, is that you are in there to be the best you, you are in there for a reason, you signed up to that gym, how that gym session looks is irrelevant to everyone else but you. So how can you leave the gym knowing that you are in a better position than you were when you went in? So again, if you went in and you sat on the bike for 20 minutes, then brilliant. That's a hell of a start is that. But from there, can you then, the next time you go in, do 25 minutes and a machine? And then you've seen that these machines actually aren't too bad. So you might go on the machine next to it next time. And all of a sudden, over the months, you've accumulated a little bit of cardio on this bike that you've been on. You've gone on three or four machines. You've done a little bit of people watching. You've realized that actually other people get it wrong, that it's not as complicated as you'd potentially seem or think it is. And actually, your confidence grows, but your confidence will only grow by opening the door for it to do so. So that is you going to the gym. So I would say if you are anxious about actually just the thought of the gym and these scenarios that you've built up, then just go. And again, go with a friend, do what you need to do, but get yourself in that gym. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just go do something. Like I say, sit on the bike. For all I care, sit on the bike, on Instagram, 20 minutes, scrolling through, job done. Okay, it's not optimal, but if you're really worried about going to the gym, then the best thing you've done there is go to the gym. And if you've got that aim of, right, I need to go to the gym, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, then you've gone, you've done it. And that big overwhelming feeling will then wash away and as you go like I said we'll look at then programs that we can follow and things like that and that's another point I'd probably make is that if you're going into the gym with this idea of um, anxiety because you don't know what to do in the gym then you know programs you know get a structured program actually and just invest in what you are doing there as opposed to thinking about all these big fancy machines so let's say we've got a program with five exercises on it and a little bit of a cool down at the end, you know you've only got to do the five exercises and you're only going to get better the more you do it. But you've got to give yourself the chance and permission and authority to go to the gym and to do it. So hopefully you can take something from that first part 
Now, we said there is a part two to her share, and it came down to this idea of what if you are anxious outside of the gym? So if, if you are someone who has quite a lot of anxiety outside of the gym, um, it doesn't help. And again, it only exacerbates that feeling of when you're in the gym, because these voices inside your head that you will hear, and every, again, everyone's got this voice inside the head um, of, okay, you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you know, and, that, and whether that's in day-to-day life or in the gym or not, or whatever it is. But if you are anxious outside of the gym, then transferring it yourself into the gym can be even more difficult. So this now comes down to the idea of how can we diminish, I'm not saying get rid of, but, you know, and just make it a little bit smaller, this voice inside your head, because again, it's how loud is it? How loud is this voice inside your head? Like, what is it saying? And for every con, come up with a pro, like find the bright spots, find the positives. So if this voice inside your head is saying you've had a, a shit day at work, you don't need to be going to the gym, you're probably going to mess it up anyway, don't go. What if you said, hang on a minute, because I have had this day at work, what if I went to the gym and I know I'm going to feel better? And that's actually what this client said, that when I do go to the gym, I feel great. So why can I not go? And again, it comes down to this voice inside your head, this idea of, you know what, this is super difficult, I can't go. And it comes down then to you running away from this opportunity as opposed to it. But this opportunity is just framed as a big scary thing. It doesn't need to be. It's not a big scary thing. This is you becoming the best you. And the gym is just there to facilitate that. But again, you can look at other things. Okay, it doesn't have to be the gym. It can be, you know, going to a class. It can be exercise in any way, shape or form. But in this case, for her, we want her to be in the gym. So we've then looked at a program. We've said, you know, what do you feel comfortable using? We've picked four or five machines and we grow from there. And that's all there is to it. So now it's actually just getting inside the gym. And to do that, what we've actually said is focus on that feel-good factor. So again, that's something I'm always really big on. Focus on how good you will feel if you do go. Use me as like a bit of a, a pocket PT. So if you go to the gym and I'm on standby almost, just text me when you're in there. That's something else that we've done. Um, but like I say, then you can always take your mind elsewhere. You could put your music in, put a podcast in, whatever. And just oh, you've almost got to zone out. And if we do it consistently, because that's another thing, we've got to be consistent with this then your confidence will grow and your anxiety will ease. But it all starts with you coming and doing the do and going to the gym and having that backing and belief in yourself. So a few practical tips that we've actually again used for this client is yes, we followed a program and yes, we've sort of discussed all these things. But the one thing for her and the reason I'm sharing this with you is that it's probably relevant um, for you and we can probably make a whole new episode about this, but just to touch on it, is that actually with her role, it's very difficult to get to the gym at times um, because work can be so full on. So as a result, it's quite easily justified not going to the gym or not doing exercise because we have a mountain of work to do, which is fine because it's absolutely normal. But what I would say is that we need to create a schedule that's not a work schedule, but a you schedule. So to quote Molly May, we have all got the same 24 hours in a day. And I know I might get some stick for that because, well, yeah, well, people have got different circumstances and stuff and all these things. But actually, if we look at our week, we could identify, I'm not saying everyone can, but we could identify the times where she could go to the gym. So these excuses that we've sort of justified are no longer relevant because there's a gap. So rather than filling it with things that are a must, what if we said, well, look, our non-negotiable here is going to the gym. And then that's just going to almost put your back against the wall and you're going to have to then come out fighting and, and doing it. So this is something we're working on. You know, we are a work in progress. I am a work in progress. And in this case, this client going to the gym is a work in progress, but we are getting there. And just like I've shared with everyone else, like everyone will have this anxiety on a different scale. And it's just now a case of realizing and being aware of where this anxiety is And what do we need to do about it? So hopefully you've taken something away from those clients. And I'm just going to finish off just by giving you 10 practical tips about how we can get over our anxiety or put it at ease. Because I'm not saying we can get over it in the sense that it's going to go away completely. But how can we push it further down this scale? And of course, this will be all related to 
the gym and exercise, but hopefully you can take something away from this that is a little bit further afield. Now, there is no right or wrong to this list. Um, I am aware I've waffled on a little bit in this podcast um, and probably overlapped quite a little bit, but it's really important that we reiterate the points that we're trying to make. Um, Now, some of these, of course, are related to the gym, but like I said, some can go a little bit further afield and they can be applied to wider life. But hopefully, and there's no right or wrong order to these, you can take just something away from this list. And this was 10 things that I came up with that I thought were quite relevant in today's day and age. And most importantly, the things that I see quite often that people don't do enough. So number one is, like the point we made before, find the environment that's suited to you. So again, when we spoke about small gyms, big gyms, actually, is it a home workout? Do you just need to go for a walk? Whatever it is, what is it that suits you? And you won't know until you actually do it. So give yourself permission to learn and grow through it and then find out what it is that you actually need in order for you to be the best you. Number two is focus on your energy. And I see so many people come into the gym or just in day-to-day life and be like, oh my God, I'm knackered. Like, look at the food you are eating. Look at your hydration levels. Like, why is your energy down? Like, do you need more sleep? You know, you need to give yourself the best opportunity to do the things that you want to do. And if you are de-energized, if you lack that motivation, that get up and go, then we need to do something that's going to help you find it again. Number three is if you have this voice inside your head, like we've said, everybody does, then reason with it. And the reason I say this is that I'm willing to bet that you are so good at giving advice. So if your friend comes to you and says, I've got a problem with X, Y, and Z, you will have a solution for them. So when your voice inside your head says you can't do something or you're not good enough or whatever it's saying, whatever doubt it's filling you with, then reason with it. Create a debate. Go nuts. Like Actually say, you know what? For every, like I say, con you give, I'm going to give you a pro. For every problem you come up with, I'm going to give you a solution and do you one better. I'm going to prove you wrong and go smash it. So take your own advice with that one. Number four, and again, we've said it before, be a human. You are a human. You are not a robot. Talk to people. Give yourself the platform you deserve. Speak about your feelings. Speak about whatever is going on in your mind. People can relate to it. And I think it's so important that you just keep telling yourself, I'm just a human. I'm just normal. I'm allowed to get things wrong. I'm allowed to have these emotions. I'm allowed to not be 100% all the time. It doesn't always have to be sunshine and rainbows. There are going to be times where you just feel down, where you feel like you can't do something. But then it's so important that you are actually like, you know what, how can I? I've got a stressful job. I'm a working mum, X, Y, and Z. You know, it all goes on. In reality, just do the best you can do, but give yourself permission to put your foot on the gas, but equally to put your foot on the brake. Number five, and this overlaps with the last client example that I gave, but it's make you time. Make time for yourself. And I think this is so important that so many people don't make time for themselves. And, and, you know, I appreciate not everyone has that luxury, but whether that's 10 minutes or an hour or a day or whatever, like make you time, like book a week's holiday if you need to, like go book a massage, take yourself for a walk for 20 minutes on your lunch break. So for me, and again, like you'll know by now, on Wednesday morning, I will not do any PT sessions. That's not to say I'm not working, but actually I don't have to set an alarm. I can make a cup of tea and just chill out a little bit and just give myself the space that I deserve and that I feel like I need. And again, that sort of links with my energy and actually I almost need to go one step back in order to then go two steps forward. So whatever your you time looks like, and honestly, this is down to you, then cash in on it, use it. Like, make it. If you don't have any you time, use it. I'd be willing to bet you can find somewhere in your diary. And if you can't, then drop me a message because I'm sure we can sort something out for sure. But make you time. That is my best advice to you there. Number six, and this is going to be the one where you say, well, obviously, but it's to exercise. And in order to combat any potential anxiety, and like I said, these voices inside your head, it's really important that you can get your endorphins sky high. So, you know, this happiness feeling, and that will come from exercising. Now, how your exercise looks, it doesn't matter. Again, I'm not sort of being an absolute hypocrite on the back of everything I've said. I'm saying, right, you must go to the gym. Like, 
go for a walk. Get your steps in. Like I say, go play a sport. Go have a game of football. Do whatever you want. Like, it doesn't really matter. Make some family time. Like, you know, just have a wander around the block. I, I don't know. However it's going to look, but just do something that's going to get that heart rate up a little bit, that gets you out of the house, and that just takes your mind elsewhere. And honestly, you'll feel a hundred times better for it. Number seven, and this will work for some and won't work for others. Now, for me, it doesn't work in a literal sense, but I'm going to explain to you what I mean. So my number seven advice to you is journaling. And I've tried this before and, you know, I've tried to write down my thoughts and a bit like a diary and, you know, today I've had a good day, today I've had a bad day and so on and so forth. And it just doesn't work. Um, But that doesn't work for me. I know for some it works wonders. So I would say try it. But if that sort of pen to paper doesn't work, then my form of journaling, believe it or not, is this podcast. It's my Instagram stories. It's the conversations I have with clients, with people. You know, yes, I don't like putting pen to paper because I can't really articulate my thoughts. And it's not just that it doesn't really resonate or sit with me. It doesn't really do anything. I just feel like it's a bit of a waste of time, to be honest. But actually, me making this podcast, me making my Instagram stories it's for me, like as much as I say it's for you guys, and it is, of course, but these are just like me sharing my thoughts, and I think it's so important that I have that platform just to let loose, so whether it is a bit of a dear diary thing, or whether it is, I'm not saying you have to make a podcast, but you know, whether it's you making that video on your Instagram story, whether it's you sharing with a friend, and just, like I say, putting your hand up, being a human, and talking to someone, then whatever form of journaling it is, I would highly encourage you to do it, Um, because if you keep everything trapped, Uh, and these thoughts sort of bottled up, then this voice inside your head only gets louder. Number eight, and again, call it the gym or don't call it the gym, but I want you to find a hobby. And that's something, again, it links with this you time, but it's doing something that's going to take your mind elsewhere and again, away from the anxiety because you are worrying about things that potentially don't need to be worried about. Or, you know, if if, if the warrant a worry, then fine. But it's important that you don't get... So caught up in it all and absorbed by just this one thing that's causing you fear, anxiety, you know, it's making you depressed, all these things like go find a hobby. So great, sign up to the gym. But like I say, you know, you might want to on the back of all this podcast. Brilliant. But, you know, again, it could be going and joining a new club. It could be, again, going for a walk. That's always the example I like to use. Like, you know, get a part-time job elsewhere, you know, volunteer somewhere. I, I don't know. Fill your time with something that, you want to fill it with. But again, make sure you do because if not, you're just going to get swallowed up in this whole realm of anxiety and you don't deserve to be. Number nine, and you know, I'm blowing my own trumpet here, but go see a coach. Go get some more professional help. If if you generally feel like you are anxious, again, to whatever degree that is, with whatever it is, then go see somebody. Like, you know, express these feelings there's life coaches there's trainers there's coaches like myself whatever your problem is there is a solution out there and I know that might be like a really like cliche thing to say I'm like oh you know nobody knows me like I know myself but honestly like, look at the examples I've given like there will be someone out there who can offer you some actual practical help whether that's me or whether that's somebody else whether it's just actually just a friend, you know, you don't, you know, I'm not saying you go invest in yourself. I'm probably saying it's worth the investment because I've invested in myself. I've got myself a coach. Can't tell you how much I've grown over the last year, how little anxiety I now have about things. You know, I'm so aware of me because I needed a bit more fulfillment in life. I needed some clarity with my sort of mission, my passion, my purpose. You know, what's What's the big picture in my life looking like? So I signed up to my own coach and I've now discovered that and I feel amazing. So to me, yeah, it's worth the investment, 100%. And I think it's so important that you realise that sometimes you do need a little bit of help and that's A-okay. And your last one, and it ties in with everything we've said and I've saved this to last because I think it's so important and you can take this or leave it by all means, but it's to be more selfish. Now you might be thinking, well... No, I'm not going to be selfish. I care more about others than I do myself. But listen to what you've just said. You've put yourself to the bottom of the pile automatically. But how can you give your best to all these others that you've put above you 
when you can't look after yourself, when you can't give yourself your very best, the things that you deserve, you are only going to fall down the pecking order. How can you serve these people, i.e. if you are a working parent, and obviously you're going to say, well, I want to look after my kids, but how can you look after your kids? When you're at the bottom of the pile, when you can't look after yourself, so I think it's so important that you do be that little bit more selfish and you make the you time. You ask for help if you need it. You find a hobby. You go for a walk. All these things that we've just touched on and that clients have touched on and that we've sort of taken a deep dive into. It's so important that you do be selfish. You make that you time and you look after yourself in that way because then you can look after everyone else the way you want to look after them. So, that was a big episode. And that was quite deep. And I really hope that you can take something away from that. Now, I do have a habit of waffling on. And I think when I look back at this episode, I think, oh, that was an hour of just basically saying, make some you time. Look after yourself. And all these points that I've reiterated, but I've reiterated them and gone over them so much in different ways. Because it's so important that if you have anxiety, and again, everyone does, That's the point I'm trying to make, like everyone has anxiety to a degree, whether it's just something little, whether it's something big, whether it's in the gym or when you're running or not even exercise related at all, wherever you are on this scale, you will be somewhere, you're not off the scale completely, you know, and if you are, fair play, but you are one of few because like we've said, you know, my clients alone, the vast majority will have anxiety with something. Myself, I have anxiety with things, you know, and like I say, it it dips and it comes and goes and it ebbs and flows, but ultimately, we've now got to look at how do we deal with it? How can we put ourselves in a position where we are not running from it, but running to it? So don't see your anxiety as your downfall. See it as your platform to grow. And if you can combat it, then you're going to be absolutely winning. So hopefully you've taken something from that. I really hope you have. If you could share with me anything that you've taken away from it, if you do have anxiety and you genuinely want to talk to me, my messages are always open regardless if it's about the gym or not. Please know that I am only here to make you the very best you. Whether you are in the Confidence Project or not, I want to help you. That is my mission. That's what I've been put on this planet to do. I want to make you your most confident and best self. And of course, if you come on board, great. But let me know your thoughts on that podcast, guys, because I thought that was so powerful. I can't thank my clients enough for the shares that they've given. And obviously, if you've taken anything away, most importantly, then you as the listeners, I want to thank you for listening. And let me know your thoughts. Enjoy your day. Have a blast. And go smash life.